0: hey everyone welcome to a new episode of h2w zoomers take on financial independence retire early this week we're going to kind of venture away from market recaps because things are kind of about the same we've already really talked about it and we wanted to shift the conversation to something that we feel is probably can connect with a lot of the viewers and more so uh the topic will be how to get the best offer right out of college or you know as a young professional and kind of discuss this idea of like jobs and getting that initial offer and what to kind of do about it. Because I know like personally for me, there was a lot of like ambiguity and questions about that. And so we'll explore all of that in this episode and get everyone's takes on it. So we'll see you after the
1: ad. All right, welcome back. Uh, This week's episode, like Derek said, is is a bit different. Um, And I think most of our viewers will find this relevant or will find it relevant in the near future. Um, we're talking about pay. And I think (laughs) oftentimes, like, when we talk about it, at least in our friend group, um, I think if it weren't for, I don't know, like, I guess Kevin and his transparency when it comes to this stuff, I feel like this conversation ends up being a lot more difficult, um, in most groups of people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think before... Like even within amongst like my family and Mm -hmm. like just other friends like outside of this friend group it's like this idea of financials is like it's probably like i don't know if it's like a cultural thing or a society thing but it's it's, it was never it's like taboo to really like touch that topic Mm -hmm. or like to give out like specific numbers or to really like ask someone um, about that kind of stuff and so i kind of just always adopted that and i feel very just awkward in these conversations about
2: finance Really, yeah. even nowadays? Because no, not nowadays. Oh, it's getting okay. better,
0: but yeah. um, but I would also apply that to kind of everything, like even at work. Right, mm-hmm. like I don't ask my coworkers how much they're paid. I don't mm-hmm. really like. I feel weird asking my manager about like pay and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's just like mm-hmm. just overall
1: just avoiding that topic mm-hmm. completely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think also there's ways people can weaponize like finance financial information or like use it to like put people down or elevate themselves. So I I don't, I don't think that there's people's back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or target some people back. Yeah. So, I mean, that is not to say that, um, I mean, this conversation that we're going to have is not to say that, like, you should put all your information out there. You should say whatever, you know, with numbers, but I, I think there definitely is a space for, um, time and place for everyone Mm -hmm. to have this conversation. Um, yeah. 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 Because, yeah,
0: because I think or at least like with um, your close inner circle, because I think when you have that these conversations, you'll often find like, although the beginning is a lot scary to like initiate those conversations, it often comes at a very rewarding experience to be able to get insight and to feel like less alone mm-hmm. with the worries that you feel about like compensation with the worries because like, although like, we don't want to think of it like, oh, like, you know, you're just working for money, like money is like a huge just kind of asset or like tool that we have in our society that really determines your everything like you know life quality to experiences you're able to have and although you know money isn't everything it's definitely a strong part of it that it deserves to be talked about just beyond just your own thoughts and your own research and you know kind of helps Mm -hmm. guide
2: that experience and makes it a little bit easier right right i think the way i like to think about it i also mentioned this earlier but I like to think about your pay as how much your company values you so it's not like the value of yourself It's the value that the company has like attributed to you as a person as an asset, right? uh Because every person is an asset for their company, right? So that you as a person as a worker You're trying to produce more value to the company, Uh than they have to pay you, right? Right and then if you see your contributions being like highly effective Mm-hmm. And like your company also thinks that you're highly effective mm-hmm. then you should be paid accordingly right? because that's what, how your company values you, right? Cause there's no other metric for that at a company, right? You don't really care about your like, like your feedback score. That doesn't really change your life, but like, or that doesn't even actually tell you like how they, how much they value you mm-hmm. and how much they want to actually keep you or retain you as an employee. And the only way they can really show that is either by giving you more benefits or giving you more money, right? So it's just like, it's not being greedy, it's not thinking, or it doesn't mean that you want more money because like that's the only thing you care about. It's just having the self-respect to kind of value <laughs> your <income>. help <laughs> And what you should
0: be valued at, right? Like knowing your worth. Yeah, right? knowing and, your worth. And a lot of people sell themselves short. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will just be like, well, this is good enough.
2: You know, like, well, I, I can get by with this. Right, so, right. Yeah. I think that's like most people's mindset. Yeah, that's my mindset. That was my mindset.
1: And I I think another thing is that like oftentimes when we put in context some of these numbers that we use to assess like where we're at, we'll inadvertently like start comparing ourselves to others, right? Right. So I think that's one thing to note is that when we talk about things, concepts like self-respect or whatever, right? It's it's in context of the fact that, you know, we people work in different industries, different companies, different mm-hmm. circumstances. And, um, you know, like, sure, you're always going to have someone that you make more, more money than. You're always going to have someone um, that makes more money than you. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately this is about, like, how much, you know, can you impact your life by, um, you know, so, like increasing your own pay, by having conversations like this uh and you know obviously it's not like a one-time thing this is over your lifetime until you Mm -hmm. decide to retire but Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah so let's get started on the first thing so actually andrew's so andrew's been the one that's most active in this area so like in terms of researching this area so like researching how to get the best offers at least when you're applying to a new job Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously andrew's just researching right so, how, <laughs> Andrew, how do you <laughs> handle, have you seen people handle like getting a higher, higher offer based on I don't know whatever the researching?
1: Yeah. So I will state before I get started, um, I we are Kevin and I are software developers, so we work in the tech industry, um, and I will say that it's definitely. Uh, as of right now, very much worker, um, worker-sided in terms of who has a leverage in compensation com- uh, conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily because of a deficit of workers, so not mm-hmm. enough um, software developers and tech workers in general. But also it's like during COVID a lot of people have left their current roles to look for different opportunities. Right. Um, so yeah, I'll be sharing this in like a tech lens. Uh, one thing for sure, when it comes to compensation, that I've heard across multiple sources is that when you're interviewing at one place, it's to interview at other places, mm. and Ooh. the reason to do that is so that you can have a um, you can have leverage, and when we mean by leverage is basically having the optionality on your end to say, hey, like if you don't you're not willing to give me a number that's closer to what I want, then I'll have another option that I will go with. Mm -hmm. Um, And that basically um, will spur the other side, which is will be the employer of um, wherever you apply to, to have to make changes to try to meet you where you're uh, asking for, or um, pass on you, but they've already committed so much time um, and resources to even interview you. So um, yeah, yeah.
2: Like on average, how much do you think? Software developers kind of spend interviewing, and then we can kind of compare that to like an engineer here with Derek. Uh, like for the interview process? Yeah, the entire so from like talking to recruiters and also to the final interview. Uh, I'm not
1: even sure. I mean, like, I will say that I am learning as I go. I mean, this Uh this stuff is usually by experience, right? So, um. Let's just say the standard interview cycle for a software engineer is uh, initial phone screen, then uh, like a technical interview, first round, and then mm-hmm. a final interview. So we'll say three rounds. We'll say the first first interview is about 30 minutes, just so you can get to know the recruiter and like what this role is about. And then the second one, about two hours, like mm-hmm. an hour, 45 minutes for each. Um, Interview and then the final round, usually for on, it's called usually called on sites um, in tech. Those range from like four to six hours, wow. depending yeah. on where you're applying to. Part, right. Yeah, um, and I'm so assuming. we're looking at in terms of just interviewing. Um, if you add on like conversations with the recruiter, maybe an extra thirty an hour, thirty minutes an hour, we're looking close to like seven to eight hours. So working like one business one business day, one working day. Uh, worth of hours
2: mm-hmm.
1: what about you Derek um
0: yeah so I think like with for engineering it's a little bit different um definitely I feel like I, I guess I can only really speak about the college aspect of like finding a job mm-hmm. uh, with an engineering degree in college and specifically kind
2: of yeah Well, like I guess like is the intern experience because like, you did intern at a couple places right and then you also started a full-time was the interview experience any different
0: no i think they're generally about the same um but it's definitely less intense i would say for when you're comparing it to tech companies yeah generally it's like a phone screen like 30 minutes with the recruiter just kind of getting to know you or Mm -hmm. sometimes it's with the manager um and then after that they schedule on like um a first interview first round interview and generally like most companies that i've had experience with they they only have one, one round really of like in-person interviews um and those are usually just an hour mm-hmm. and and generally that's it and so other companies might have like a second round where you do like another one hour interview um but from my experience it's, it's always been a phone screen first round and then you either get it or you don't and that's you, it yeah. wow wow and so, and so, <laughs> so you know, like an hour and a half you know you get a phone screen the week before, and then you have your interview the next week. Actually? And then you find out, like, by the end of the month. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm sure it differs. I'm sure it differs for, like, more senior positions, right? I'm it sure it does. Different. Yeah. It
0: probably does mm-hmm. differ um, to some regards. Yeah, but the, from my experiences at, like, the different internship places that I've been to, and at, yeah, just working in non-tech sectors. Mm-hmm. Because when I did have one interview for, like, an engineering, mechanical engineering degree at... Like tech, like at Apple, mm-hmm. there it goes back to what you guys said. Like it was putting me in like such uncomfortable waters because I, I was like, "This is not what generally interviews have felt like for me mm-hmm. in my preparation for these." And so it, it definitely was mm-hmm. like a shock. Um, and there's definitely probably some tweak in like how right. you prepare for those interviews.
2: So was it just longer or was it just more intense the, from your experience? I think maybe because
0: they were looking already in college and you might've passed like the phone screen. Cause a lot of the ways that college students get their opportunities is through career fairs. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really good because it skips kind of the phone screen because Mm -hmm. you're already getting screened Mm -hmm. and you get to choose whether or not you get screened by lining up at that company. right? Right. And so when you, you pass that kind of initial, Recruiter screen you Mm -hmm. jump right into like the tech interviews or the technical interviews Mm -hmm. um, and generally depending on the company though They will either have a behavioral kind of set or they'll have a a mix or it would just be completely technical and for apple I think they were just completely technical and that blew me out of the water because I was like very Rehearsed and prepped for like behavioral questions Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm.
2: and not very much so like just thinking on the spot on the fly. So yeah wow okay so then other than the interview process so once you guys actually reached the mm-hmm. the process of like getting the offer Woo-hoo! how did you yeah. actually handle like negotiating that offer did you negotiate your offer at first uh
1: when i when i first joined um my current company uh i had a, a career mentor that kind of helped me walk that process um tldr i guess what is it T L yeah two t l TLDL. TLDL. um it didn't work really out it? the way i it didn't work out the way that i um intended yeah. but um the long story is that I was offered a number that I didn't necessarily want mm-hmm. and i I had asked for a twenty k increase
2: wow. in salary wow so well, okay 20K. so twenty k is gonna sound big but what percentage of it was it uh I think it was about
1: 25 percent okay 25 so percent yeah. yeah yeah which i mean like now that i think about it it's pretty ridiculous but <laughs> and like i was a new grad so i had no idea like how to go about this outside no of my project, right? telling me some stuff
2: yeah
1: um but for at least for tech um there's multiple components in compensation right so there's like signing bonus mm-hmm. there's um your your base salary there's your um stock units oftentimes Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's also like, you know, like vacation days, depending on the company, if it's variable. Um, And so I, my mentor was telling me, oh, like, because our um, stock units uh, represent more of a like commitment to the company, Mm -hmm. given that it vests over four year periods generally, Mm -hmm. um, maybe you can negotiate that portion. Right. And so, um, so I tried doing that, um, did not work as, as intended. Um, but I, like, later found out, and I don't know if this should be on the <laughs> podcast, but later found out that some people that basically started at the same time as me didn't even get stock units. Oh, really? Yeah. And we had found out by literally having a conversation at, the, at lunchtime at our wow. office. <gasps> and that was like, I was like, dang, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh. And, and so I started getting the notion like that management or just, you know, people, em- employers as a whole generally want to hire talent at for the lowest cost point. possible, yeah, of course. Right? right? From a business perspective, yeah. that's the only thing that makes sense. You don't want to overpay for anyone, right? Yeah. Um,
2: Especially but a from brand, an employee
1: though. perspective, it's like, you also want to make sure you're not, you know, getting underpaid, uh. Mm -hmm. and maybe we can dive into this a bit later but one of the big no-nos when it comes to offers and how do you negotiate is you never never throw out a number until Mm -hmm. you're asked for a concrete number and that's like the last resort yeah yeah
0: i watched a youtube video about that and Mm -hmm. it's basically like in offer negotiations you try to like beat around the bush as much as you can and, yeah. and you just because if you give a number like you don't know if you're selling yourself short already mm-hmm. and they're like oh easy we got this yeah. yeah yeah and so it's a lot of it is is really probing them to give you their numbers mm-hmm. and you want like that composition band right, right? you want to find right. that out and yeah. then you you from your experiences you
2: place yourself on that band mm-hmm. and you communicate that somehow yeah. yeah and the thing is like being in a big tech company you actually and understanding the hiring process mm-hmm. Being a new hire, you don't actually have to be on the band. So you can know the band, but Mm -hmm. like a lot of new hires are actually above the band. Oh, nice. Yeah, they can push themselves above. So like even when, like kind of like what you're talking about, like you don't want to place yourself in like a a salary range. You also don't want to place yourself in the pay band. You want to like push yourself above it a little bit and then see where they're going to play ball, right? Because they can actually, a lot of times they can actually increase it by quite a bit. And Mm. they just don't tell you. And like even when you do your research, right? You know, like the pay bans, like you have people looking internally, mm-hmm. like those numbers aren't concrete. I see. Yeah,
0: Yeah, but for me as my experience, when I got my offer out of college, I was definitely the, probably more, I don't know what everyone else probably would have done. You just, I'm just like, I'm so happy I got an offer. Like you get scared about negotiating because you have that fear of like, oh, they're gonna think I'm too greedy and they're gonna yeah. take it back and all that stuff. And so I was like, well, I might as well just settle for this now Mm -hmm. and then like, you know, work hard and really prove to them that I deserve more pay, you know, and then kind of get promoted or get a raise through that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think reflecting on that experience, that is a very common approach that people do, but it's probably not the best one for your interest. Because I think generally with new grads and new hires, it is kind of known that they have that mindset, mm-hmm. and so as Absolutely. we talked about earlier, with like a company wanting to be able to maximize output, you know, with kind of how much they pay you, mm-hmm. um, it's very easy to get lowballed mm-hmm. as a new hire, right? Um, yeah. No matter where you go, just because of the nature of they know you're you're eager to work hard. They know mm-hmm. you bring a lot of talent, and and they know it's like your first real job, and so you mm-hmm. don't really know how um, like negotiation kind of works. And so um, with that experience, I think it's good to have mentors like Andrew mentioned Mm -hmm. um, to to kind of help guide you through this. And so people who have already been in the industry and kind of know, especially, and it varies between companies. So if you have someone at that company specifically that you're getting that offer from, being Mm -hmm. able to reach out to them and say, hey, how does like compensation really work at this company? How does like promotions and stuff like work? And, And so you can kind of put yourself and set yourself in and get an idea of what the career trajectory of your compensation will look like after you accept an offer because sometimes the best place to kind of set yourself ahead is that initial offer and being Mm -hmm. able to negotiate and and the second advice is like it never hurts to ask and i I really think i should um, i think that's great advice Mm -hmm. because it it honestly doesn't Mm -hmm. as long as you're asking in a very polite manner of Mm -hmm. just kind of negotiating and discussing whether that's even a possibility right there's very they're not they've already like andrew also mentioned they've already invested so much Mm -hmm. within the entire process they're not just gonna because you asked they're not gonna take it back yeah yeah obviously don't be an asshole i didn't ask (laughs) 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 you know i i wasn't there yet i was just like you know it was coming out of the pandemic and i was like a lot of people are losing jobs i was like Mm. i'm very fortunate to even get one and so i was like i think it's probably just best for me to take it um Mm -hmm. but
1: uh, yeah i I think i think a lot of it actually has to do with culture too it's like i think like it's particularly in our asian culture east asian culture let me specify like confucianism kind of um very much um prioritizes or like uh elevates like being meek like the Mm -hmm. like being like humble or like being like i don't know it's like it's like a combination of things but basically being okay with your current circumstance and like accepting yeah. it already, and like right? it, yeah. yeah 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 and be like be grateful that you already have this right I've, i think i've heard that a lot too oh right? yeah oh yeah um but that does not help when it comes to offer negotiation right? yeah. Yeah. uh and it's it's hard to counteract something you've kind of been um ingrained with growing up uh mm-hmm. and i definitely feel that and it's only when you encounter people that obviously you don't want to be the complete opposite of that but um, you obviously want to also want to be with, or surrounded by people who are challenging, um, you know, offers that they're given and then being able to, um, uh, like Derek mentioned, um, you ask for stuff like that without being rude. You don't have to be, mm-hmm. you do it doesn't have to be a, a mm-hmm. rude, uh, there's not a, a rude approach right. to, um, asking for that. Right?
2: Yeah. You can just phrase it in like a genuine question. Like, I think I remember my first offer out of college. So like my my situation is a little different cuz like the the role I was going into is like a program. So everyone's getting paid the same, mm-hmm. right? So I kind of knew that. But like I I shot the shot anyway. So I was like Oh, you did. Yeah, I was like cuz I <laughs> I knew everyone's getting paid the same. Uh-huh. Cuz I showed the offer to Andrew actually too. huh So I think Andrew like first thing I got I sent it to him. Uh-huh. So in my head it was not like not super private kind of thing. So I I just showed it. Yeah. So then I was like what do you think, dude? Don't you think it's kind of low? And <laughs> and Andrew's like, Kevin, they're paying you to learn. Uh-huh. But that's the that's the only thing I remember Andrew telling me, <laughs> which was which was very true. This guy was this guy was having so much
1: fun. I was like, Did you, are you even working? <laughs>
2: no. <it was> not. <laughs> <laughs> For the six, first six months, it was all learning. It was like yeah. going to school, but you're getting paid a salary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of nice. But then the first thing, so the recruiter called me up. He's like, I already got the offer at this point. I'm like. It was like, she wanted me to accept it. But then I was like, do you, think you can offer me more? Or do you think you can like, at least like, let me pick my location more freely? Uh-huh. And it was like stuff like that, right? It was not at that rude, right? So I was like, oh, like I see the number. I was thinking about SD actually. So like, this might not be the greatest fit. Like, would you guys be able to increase it a little more? And then she was like, nah, cause everyone's gonna be paying the same in the program. But then the first day I got to the program, I made sure like, we're paid the same. So I asked
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> he fact checked out.
2: <laughs> that's so funny. I was like, yeah, what was your offer like? And then they're like, oh yeah, exactly this and this.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And these were people from like all over the country. So I mm, like, you're like, okay. It's all exactly the same. So I like, okay, she spoke truth. So I'm like, okay, I'll stay. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's, that was just like how I kind of handled that situation. Yeah. And then, even wow. on her end, she didn't know I had, She didn't know if I had any other offers. I did not at that time Mm -hmm. because I was just kind of fed up with interviewing. That was like, it was pretty, I don't know when that was. I think it was February. I think I was already tired. Yeah. I had like other interviews to do, but I kind of just canceled them all once I got that one because I was like, I'm done. But yeah, just phrasing it in a way that there is like other offers coming in so that they can kind of like, they can consider it on their end.
0: Oh really? You phrase it in a way where like it's also kind of ambiguous
2: that there are other yeah, there's other potential openings that I could take on. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah, yeah.
1: But but ends up that can backfire. It can, it can, it can backfire if they ask like, hey, we would like to see like physical evidence. Yeah, they they they, they, do that. Yeah, they they, they did that.
2: They did that. So I was like, oh, my interview is next week. So then I was like, so I had an interview scheduled next week.
1: <laughs> um yeah that does happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah cuz I one of the questions I had was like okay yeah so you have two offers and and there's not like a NDA kind of thing right? You can send you can send your different offer company's between, offer yeah. to your current employer yeah. to show them like hey yeah. I'm actually getting
2: this offer. Yes. But yeah. then technically your the new employer can't request your old employer's pay. Yeah. With any pay information legal. they can't request. They can request like new offers, right? So you can send like one offer from one tech company to another company, but not you can't like use your current company. Oh, oh. yeah. You can't tell them what you're currently paid. Well, they're you not. Te- well, you can tell them, but you. technically they're not allowed to ask you. Ask yeah. you, right?
1: Yeah, by law, by law. So it's yeah. not even like industry practice; it's just. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You're protected by law. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So you no, know, I'm
2: not going to show you, but like, your offer is below what I'm currently making. You know, so like I probably oh, take it. But, oh, I see. I yeah. see. I see. Right. but like you can always be a little more ambiguous kind of like what andrew said you don't want to throw out like concrete numbers yeah you know? yep and then you want to see what they can offer you first mm-hmm. yep i i think what's uh good resources for people in tech
1: um for looking for ranges of um, salaries are um, user submitted data mm-hmm. so websites like um i know a lot of people go to Glassdoor, but um levels.fyi um and also team blind where people team blind also has like a reputation of being very like toxic um in some circles and i I, I can see
0: blind.com what is this team
2: blind yeah
1: oh yeah where's the blind.com basically it's like an anonymous uh social network for people well i think it was initially for people working in tech Mm. um and it's expanded quite a bit yeah it's expanded quite a bit um, but the idea is that you talk anonymously at your job like sometimes about pay how do you negotiate and then people mm-hmm. will kind of give numbers it's it could be a lot of BS like so you have to you have a self filter yeah. but um, yeah it's a good starting place at the very least um, mm-hmm. to gather some some maybe some data points um, yeah
2: yeah and
0: like, I think that's like cool about tech is because you guys are relatively like booming industry with a lot of people um, who are very i guess vocal and transparent about their compensations because i feel like when i was trying to like find out like what market value is for like engineering especially with mechanical engineering too it's like such a broad degree that like you know there's some people with mechanical engineers who work on very different industries and do different jobs that don't require like maybe everything that we've learned in school and so like the it was very hard for me to find like what is that number Mm-hmm. That if I were to work at a different company, doing the same job, what would I get paid as? Right. Um, and so I just used Glassdoor and just kind of looked on that range and was mm-hmm. like, be like, oh, maybe I'm on the higher end of this. That's kind yeah. of the number
2: I just went with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes it a lot more difficult to kind of figure out what you should be paid or like what you're worth, right? Yeah. At least to the market. Because like, I think you you were telling us about your range earlier and it's just like, it's like a huge range
0: yeah exactly and, and that, but that's like set by the company and I'm sure yeah.
2: they have their reasons for why they right. have
0: overlapping ranges yeah because I don't know at your company do the compensation bands overlap between levels uh, mm. total comp yes total, total comp, comp yes does yeah.
2: yeah
0: salary no salary I don't think so yeah
2: salary usually they, they it's like big increments
0: I see yeah. yeah so yeah at my company definitely the salaries overlap
2: yeah mm. that's because like I think mean, at least for tech companies, they've come up with like creative ways to compensate people. Mm-hmm. I don't actually, I honestly don't think it's that creative because like it's a, it's mostly a, an accounting technique, right? Because uh-huh. the uh, the benefits for them to give you RSUs or like stock units, yep, is because they gotta write it off as they're already paying you, uh-huh. like initially. Like yep. once you're hired as an employee, they technically can write it so that they paid you x amount of stocks. Okay, but then technically you as the employee hasn't haven't actually received it uh-huh so like they can write it off as an expense where that expense never actually happened again. like they're still holding so they still have that they still have technology. yeah yeah and then if you get fired then they just pull it all back <laughs> so it's just like it's like a safety too for them yeah, yeah safety for them yeah
1: yeah yeah yep. then it like requires i know some companies make it so like their their besting structure so how many percentage of the whole entire like stocks you got offered gets um given per year Mm-hmm. Some or maybe per month for some companies. um Some of them is like front loaded, where you get a whole bunch, like let's so say like thirty three percent your first year, mm-hmm. um and then like. A Whereas my less. company is back loaded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So some companies, um, yeah. they do it the opposite way to get you to stay yeah. longer. Yeah. But so it my, doesn't work.
2: Eighty percent in the last two years. Mm. That's, that's that's all d- com- yeah, did you know that, completely back loaded. Yes, I remember you telling me this. Yeah, eighty yeah. percent in the last two years.
1: <laughs> They really want you to stay. Yeah, they want you to stay. You know what's crazy in tech when it comes to like, you know, getting the best offer, your best compensation. um, The best way to do it is just to move around every two years. It is. Right, and and I think that's not just, that extends beyond tech, right? It's just Mm -hmm. like, because companies
0: don't, like, I think in a lot of companies, they just don't build into their um, kind of, raise and the salary pool they don't in those kind of systems that they have to maintain their current employees they don't have enough time or Mm -hmm. they don't really have enough interest and value to Mm -hmm. make sure you're getting paid at market value each and every year right they have like whatever just to cover inflation and even then like for crazy periods of time like for my company they they don't factor in like these crazy times really and so Mm -hmm. it's hard for you as like an employee to know if you're getting paid at market value, if you've been working on the same team or the same right. company for a long time And so I think general advice is always to continuously mm-hmm. move around or at least continuously interview Right, so that you know like what offers or what your current worth is. Yeah. Yeah,
2: totally Yeah, and like, they definitely don't have the The bet or like the what's it called? Incentive? Yeah, the incentive yeah. to kind of raise you to market value if they can keep you at a lower rate. Yeah, because right? exactly. like they are running a business, right? We got to know that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the idea is that people who feel fulfilled at their work will stay there, regardless yeah, exactly. of the pay increment,
2: right? Uh, that's
1: the old idea, you know? Well, I mean, that's the idea, which, which we're finding out is not true. Yeah, <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. yeah.
2: like, there's no reason for you to be like, you can enjoy what you're working on. But technically what you're working on can be like the same thing as like a different company who will pay you more.
1: Mm-hmm. Or
2: within the sim like a similar like field, right? Yeah. So you, you don't almost like staying at a certain company for really long is like you're you're trying to benefit you're trying to grow a company that you don't own. Right, exactly. So like Or, or
1: Coast. Or Coast. Or I Or you're not kind of Coast, that's true. I feel like I've 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 known or' have seen people who just are trying to coast and just mm-hmm. get cluttered. and that's okay yeah. With that. right yeah as long as that's what you want. yeah yeah,
2: yeah. But I think as young young professionals, we should definitely be pushing <laughs> that ourselves. we're
0: raised in a capitalistic society We definitely
2: have
1: a different... totally totally yeah we, we have a lot of ingrained not even just from American culture and capitalism, but mm-hmm. also from our like Asian American upbringing. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely have a lot of things ingrained in us, values right. and things, processes that mm-hmm. we don't even like recognize.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It goes way back. Yeah. To like yeah. childhood, probably too mm-hmm. of just how we are. Yeah. Also hitting, going back onto the one point that Andrew mentioned, he mentioned that we're focusing specifically on software engineers and like engineers with Derek. Um, in this current job market, no matter what role you're working in, you're technically very. You have you as a worker actually have all the power right now. Like well, technically, well, well, well let's, a lot let's, of
1: let's I think it's over generalizing, but is, let's just but, say a lot, a lot are. Yeah, not a all, lot. definitely nope. not all.
2: Yeah, a good. Oh, well, yeah, but a good amount because like there's a good amount of shortages in like every field, right? Yeah, because like a lot of people, like Andrew mentioned earlier as well, a lot of them have done a career shift. They've done like a lot of them have started own businesses because like online retail has been comes, has become like such a big thing. Like Etsy has seen such huge growth in terms of like how many, uh, self launch businesses were launched in the last two years because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And then you've also seen a lot of Shopify stores pop up because COVID gave people time to like reinvent themselves, build out new skills. Right. Which is great. Right. But then that creates a huge shortage in terms of like a normal workforce so we have a workforce that just doesn't exist anymore because now they have their own business so like Mm. i mean you can see it everywhere right Like mcdonald's is hiring a hella target is hiring hella so like there's no reason for you as somebody like that's making like below minimum wage or like whatever you believe minimum wage to be in your area to be to like not push yourself to kind of move within the in your area like like you can probably get yourself up to twenty dollars an hour pretty easily
0: yeah it comes back to like initially like being curious on whether or not you're, you're being paid what you're worth Mm -hmm. and then doing that research and then having that confidence. Yeah. Right. It's like being curious enough to question and then being like diligent enough that you're researching. And then lastly, having the confidence to speak up for yourself and like Mm -hmm. to really like voice how much you're worth because um, if the research was done properly and all of that, then ultimately the company knows, it's risk for losing you and they don't want to do that right Mm -hmm. and so when it is a concern that you are worried that you're not getting paid then they're going to fix that because they they obviously want to keep you
1: right right yeah yeah i think um having a a contingency plan is also very um especially if you're very set Mm -hmm. on getting a pay raise um having a contingency plan is very important i think yeah yeah. Especially when your current employer turns you down for a raise that you wanted, a promo that you wanted, um, having a plan that you can go with, uh, when that situation occurs, definitely very important. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So question for you guys. So if you guys asked for a raise or a promo in your company, would you, okay. How about that? Would you ask for a raise slash promo first or would you start applying to other companies first? Ooh. I think the easiest one would be to ask for a raise first. Especially for you guys too, because like (laughs) so much prep work goes into interviewing. That is true. But then like usually raises aren't as much as like transferring jobs, right? Right, right. Well, so then it comes back to like your number and like what you think it's worth. Yeah. Right. But you say it's easy now, right? But like for you, it probably wasn't as easy like the first time you did it. Uh, Oh, asking for a raise? Yeah.
0: But that's more so like internal conflict of
2: like Mm -hmm. me just feeling uncomfortable about it. So would have been easier for you to like just start applying applying instead yeah (laughs) but then i'm also
0: just like oh my gosh i have to like go through interviews (laughs) and put myself out there in a different kind of way um that's
2: also very taxing Uh yeah what about you andrew uh
1: i think it depends on your goal so if it's primarily just compensation Mm um how aggressive do you want to (laughs) get when you want to ask for it right because at least 20% if you just 20% this guy just said at least at least oh okay okay dude that's that's all that's all that's a high increase i just want to say 20% in most cases is like uh it's a promo level of increase in pay
0: oh yeah
2: yeah
1: in most cases yeah most. maybe not total comp but at least salary perspective it's it's pretty
2: much okay total comp 20%
1: yeah, it gets a little, now we're going into the into finer details, which I mean, I think it's situation by situation, but yeah. um, I think it ha- comes down to how much you really want it and how aggressively do you want to target it. Mm-hmm. I would say that if you really want it really bad, you go interview, get those numbers and come back. If you mm-hmm. want to stay at the current company that you're at, mm-hmm. th- that's given that you really want to stay, right? Um, and if they say no, you better be okay with it, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's the th- that mindset that you should have. But if you want to change roles or change companies and that's also another goal on top of the fact that you wanted to get paid more, you still do the same thing but you'd be okay with them saying no and going with mm-hmm. the other option right mm-hmm. um, but if you personally, really love what you're doing, I'm sorry but your employer has got
2: you by the wrong so like <laughs> they, know, they know personally yeah. I would say you should talk to your employer first if you actually love your company and you actually want to stay-. Mm-hmm. If you don't plan <laughs> to stay, I think the other way would might like the one that you suggested, Andrew, might bite you in the butt. Which one? Where like you go interview you first get the numbers, and you, you bring, bring it, back. yeah, and then you bring it back. They kind of know that you're just like gonna leave anyways, so they're not gonna chat So with they're you. not gonna fight for it.
1: Well, I mean, it depends, right? So it, I think a lot. Of, so this is like once yeah. again, a lot of these things are situation it's by expected. situation. But right. Right. I heard this from a mentor, like that specific thing, like. Um, he personally went to go interview at a different company Mm -hmm. for a pretty senior level and he came back with numbers and then he said, Hey, like, I think this is what I'm worth and um, I'm hoping that I like, I love this place. I want to work here, continue to work here, but I'd hope that you guys can match me where I want to be.
0: Right. Right.
1: That's what, that's the way he brought it. And that's completely valid too. Like if if you have no numbers to back up, like that, I think I'm worth, I don't know, let's just say 200 K yeah then what manager out of their mind would be like yeah i think you're worth that too right Mm -hmm. yeah exactly
2: yeah Yeah. so that's why like when i'm if i actually want to stay at the company i'll bring up things where they have like public data right so levels at fyi or like blind have all that data and then bring it to them and kind of show that because then it shows that i've been doing my research but also i'm not trying to leave the company like i wasn't pushed enough to like do interviews because like both of you guys kind of know takes a lot of energy on our side yeah. to do those interviews right yeah but then if i'm already out like i'm just gonna interview and i'm just gonna be like here's my new offer you can do what you think about it but i'll probably give my two weeks right now and then we'll talk <laughs> yeah. later yeah
1: i think you set your mind
2: at that point
1: yeah
0: yeah any any i guess like last thoughts to close out this topic yeah,
2: any tips that we haven't talked about andrew that you've researched I don't know if I have tips, (laughs) uh,
1: but I, okay. So a lot of times these conversations, because we're talking about how to get the best offer, right? Yeah. A lot of times these conversations don't go the way intended. for me. Um, so far it hasn't necessarily gone like the exact way I want want it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and in those circumstances, you really have to weigh what you really value. Some people, especially like Derek mentioned early in career, new grad, you just need the job, you know, to get your feet wet and really get experience, and that's okay. Like sometimes you just gotta accept that's the fact. Yep. Um, and you know, these conversations are merely fast, like a facet of the whole entire picture of career and what what you value. Mm-hmm. If you get paid 300k, but you work like a dog and work like I don't know, like 80 hours a week, mm-hmm. you're getting technically paid 150k in my mind. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, that's another thing to think about, right? It's not just about pay. It's a whole, it's a whole compensation. I mean, it's a whole package of, of different uh, aspects that you need to consider. Um, yeah. So don't just narrow-mindedly think that when we talk about this, we're literally only looking at pay. We're looking at all things here.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like where does career fit into your life? Mm-hmm. How
2: much of that is important and, mm-hmm. and kind of how much you value Right. So I want to touch on one last thing before we end this. How much do you guys weigh benefits at a company? Like medical benefits and stuff? Anything, so medical benefits, um, like gym benefits. Maternity um, leave, paternity food, leave. Yeah, paternity, maternity leave, food benefits. Laundry. All, so like, yeah, yeah. Gas.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: so like any, all the benefits, how much do you weigh? And then I also would include, like say work-life balance as like part of the benefits. So how much do you weigh benefits versus like pay? Oh, Versus pay. Like, would you guys go to a company with better benefits? I will say
1: this. Mm. Usually places that have high compensation have very good benefits. (laughs) There is a high correlation. You kind of get both, yeah. There is a high correlation, yes. I think, no, okay, hold up, hold up.
2: I think there's a high correlation in the mid-range, but not in the high range. No, the high. I'm talking about the high range. I'm talking I thought, about the high I range mean, range. I'm, yeah, bro, I'm, I literally,
1: new. I feel like this is true because when I talk to peers and talk to people who are working, we're making lots of money. Mm-hmm. Like in the high end, we're talking like top 25th percentile. Yeah, definitely very good benefits.
2: Nah, where are you talking? <laughs> Cause <laughs> bro, if you're in the top, like we're talking about like quant, quant is top. Okay. Okay. So, so, so that's an
1: industry change in my opinion. Yeah. Dude, okay. we're talking about tech. We're talking about tech in general. But they're working as a tech quants.
2: employee, right? So it...
1: Right. But I think quants, it's a, it's a whole different industry. Banking, yeah, but... finance, finance is a completely yeah, yeah. different segment. I think yeah. that you can take that apart. But that is the
2: top, right? So top... Sure. Take away quants. Okay. Area. Take away quants. Fine.
1: <laughs> Please, you will take away quants. Yeah. Then yeah. I think there's a high correlation between
2: pay and uh, benefits. In the mid-range. In the high mid-range. I think in the high mid-range, I agree with you. I don't think okay. I would agree with you in the high, like the top of the Well, top. you're including quants, which I'm not including, but yeah. Even Netflix is not that great from what I hear. Right? you so <laughs> don't know. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in the high mid range, I think there is a little bit of a correlation between like benefits and, and pay. But my question is, which one would you weigh as more? So like for you, would you go to a company with like 10% less pay and then better benefits? Mm-hmm. Or would you go to like a company that pays twenty percent more but like worse benefits?
1: My 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 company has a as a um, tool that lets you put numbers to benefits. Oh, really? Yeah. So you actually can see what the estimated value of your benefits are, mm. which is pretty nice. That's um, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So
2: how? What is the estimated value of your current benefits?
1: Mm, I think it's like three k, two k, maybe two k, maybe month a little or less than per that. year. Per year. Per
2: year. So it's not that much, but it's not that I much. mean, it's yeah. yeah. I mean, because you're young. I mean, yeah. yeah so what about okay? So like what about like another company? How do you? Yeah, how I, do you? I, how I, think, you I know
1: some companies. I feel like their benefits are probably close to like 10 15 k based on how you use it.
2: Yeah, like what if you get yeah. free food every day? That's like yeah, forty dollars a day that's per a month. That's like yeah. twenty two thousand. Oh no, that's not two thousand. That's almost a thousand a month food.
0: Yeah, I was about to say I I value the benefits more than salary. Because I think uh, once you get to a certain point, your salary has reached this kind of place, either that's like mid-career or whatnot, um, where you're making enough to satisfy your basic needs. And if you're working at a company, Mm -hmm. the benefits are what impacts the day-to-day experience, Mm -hmm. whether that's they provide food or they provide assistance, vacation, they provide work-life balance, you know all those things. I think that's kind of what makes you
1: stay. You know, but what if is. what if you could quantify it and you could you could choose between an increase in salary or those benefits? What would you choose? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I would say uh, let me just now with salary, right? Because I was gonna say if you that can replicate that. All the older people and that I work coworkers that I work with, they they think all this new tech benefit stuff is all BS. And <laughs> they <laughs> said like, how are they gonna help me improve my life? And mm-hmm. It really doesn't. I'm trying to go home every night. I'm not trying to eat dinner here. You know? That's true. That's
0: true. That's
1: true. Yeah, because yeah, then you, you could
0: you you take the salary, cause then you can like cater and build it out to yourself. Right. Like gym, you, totally. you can pick your gym, you know, the yeah, one next right. to your house, not the one at the company. Yeah.
2: Know, yeah. And and all that stuff. So what's your stance, Andrew? Derek seems flexible right now, but right. I, I see. <laughs> indecisive.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean me too. I mean it depends what it is, right? Like in mm-hmm. certain life stages, benefits really help. Like if you're out of college, you've never cooked for yourself, never done laundry. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully hopefully you didn't graduate college not doing any of those things but <laughs> it's
2: party? very important
1: that it'd be it'd be very helpful if your company did that for you right Cooked yeah, for yeah. you and did your laundry mm-hmm. but if you're uh, a working man or a working woman and you have a family to go home to you don't need any of that yeah <laughs> really right so it, it really depends on life
2: stage right so i think right now i think ben- benefits are a little higher just because that that, that sounds a lot nicer because i can't cook but <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can always rep- replicate it with pay because I can just buy dinner every day. Yeah, so, Uber eats it up. <laughs> I just blow up a bunch of potatoes. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week on the <laughs> A2W Podcast. Hit us up for any questions about um, salary, compensation, offers, anything that you guys want to ask us for help on or advice on. We'll try to give, us, or give you guys the best advice we can. And, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.